This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 122 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we ask to blanket or not to blanket your horse in the winter. The breed of the show is the parakeet. Tigger answers a customer's question about a grumpy mare. And in Coffee Clutch, we ask, if you were going to add another pet to your family, what would it be? Listen in. Tigger. And I'm Patty. And I'm Coach Jen, producer of this here circus. And thanks for tuning in to Horse Healthy Ritters Radio. I can't talk either. We, <laughs> we record this little show pretty late in the evening, so we're all just a little bit punchy by the time we get here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, true that. True that. And this is the point in the show where uh, we have a little chit chat. We catch up on who's been doing what, where, and when. And when Tigger and Patty don't come prepared with a topic, I pick one. <laughs> You'd think they'd learn. Wait, you do it every time. What do you... Okay. <laughs> so today's topic, regular listeners know that Glenn and I recently got a new doggy in our life, our Greyhound Pickles, and Tigger and Patty just received pic- pictures of Pickles in their texts because she's so cute. And... Uh, oh, Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, Pickles Look is sitting on her doggy toys. bed, completely buried in doggy toys. So I want to know. She's long legs. She is very leggy. She's very puppyish. She's only 18 months old. So she's still very puppy shaped. She's all legs and, and, and ribs <laughs> and tail. An incredibly long tail. So she's growing into her parts just a little bit. She's at that awkward phase. Yes. But what I want to find out from you guys, because you guys oh, are both real big dog people. You have lots of dogs, and you have lots of good experience with dogs. Yes. Dog chewies, the kind of chewies that entertain them for long periods of time. Um, we have found besides that... Besides furniture? Besides, something besides furniture, something besides socks. Um, dog-appropriate chewies. Okay. Uh, we'll start with Patty. What, where, what are your go-tos for long-lasting chew entertainment for dogs? I go, and I can't remember the name of them. I'm going to have to ask Tigger what they're called. Um, I Beamer Bones, is that what it is, Tigger? Yeah, the, ones yeah, that we get the Knuckle the, Bones. Yeah, the, yeah, the Knuckle Bones yeah. and Femur Bones. Um, I I tend to do those, and then, because I have so many, but you can put, like, peanut butter or whatever, but some of them you can get, like, if you go to the butcher, you can get them still with some of the marrow in there, and oh my gosh, they love that. But they, my dogs, it lasts forever, forever, forever. Cool. And so Tigger, what about my you? Favorite. Exactly the same. Now, do I you- mean, I do get mine with, with uh, marrow in it, and you, you can find those bones at, like, a specialty pet store. Mm-hmm. Because they'll get them from the butchers, and um, now I can't say that they last that long with mine. Because once they get all the marrow out, then they try to steal their friend's bone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. But with well, with a dog like mine. yours, it'll last. It could last days. Oh, contraire! 
<laughs> oh. Um, okay. Some greyhounds can be extremely aggressive chewers, and we've got one. Really? Yes. Once she once she decides that a given chew is appropriate, she she will either chew it with extreme vigor or not even look at it. She's very polarized that way. And we've only had her for about a month now, and she only just very recently discovered that chewing on things is fun. Uh oh. Uh. Yeah, she discovered this about four days ago. And, oh, my gosh, grab something quick that's appropriate that she can chew on. And I've discovered that she, there are some things like, oh, this is great to chew on. And she just won't give it up. I have to trade her or I can't take it away. I have to, okay, I'm going to trade you this for uh-huh. this. Or she sniffs it and goes, yeah, not doing that. Um, so I wanted to find out the things that you guys I have like. never seen a dog turn down a knuckle bone or a femur bone. Ever. Now, do you use exclusively beef bones? Yes. Okay. Are you using the raw, raw. ones? Raw. Cook the raw ones. Okay. So that's something we oh, be... Oh, no, no, no. Nothing cooked. Nothing cooked. Okay. So we live, A, in a rental, and B, in Florida. So we have to be... That's the kind of thing that when she gets that sort of treat, she's going to have to have be supervised and it will have to be removed because if it sits on the floor and she's not physically chewing on it, it will be covered with insects within moments. Ew. Uh, Within moments. Even in air conditioning? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, gosh, yes. There's no way to keep insects out of your home in Florida. No. Oh, wow. Okay. So we we try to use things that, because what will happen is she will put it somewhere and she'll chew all over it. And wherever that thing touched will attract creatures that want to enjoy the fun. Oh, 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 oh. So we, Um, other ideas, other thoughts. I'm 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 going to look up something that I um, have used, but it it I mean she may go through them pretty fast. They, they can't um, be any worse than a greenie. We gave her a greenie the other day, and it literally oh, took forget. less than ninety seconds. Yeah, and it was the large dog size. Ninety seconds, it was gone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Oh, bark worthies. Bark worthies. They're um, bully sticks. Um, and, and you might do what they make them ring, you know, like a ring. Oh, I like the ring idea. Yeah. That takes a while. You can get it on Amazon. The company is Barkworthy. Barkworthy rings, bully sticks, dog. Oh, so it's a donut. I was looking for something donut shaped for her because she tends to want to impale herself with him. She just shoves it in as far as she can. And the round circle makes that less appealing. Yes. I like that. Now, what's make what makes mm. a bark worthy ring bully stick treat? What makes that different than a piece of rawhide shaped the same way? Well, a lot of the rawhide is from China, so it's just yeah. not not it's processed not in a fashion good. that's really um, no, healthy for them. No, it's not good. Okay, no. so this is going to be made out of bully sticks. Yeah, some of them are are you know. They're parts. We'll just <laughs> Can say you that. Say it on the radio. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they're parts. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on my shopping list. The Barkworthy Ring Bully. And concrete. there's there's another company. <sighs> Hang on. Oh, they're very reasonably priced. They're five bucks. Oh, that's not bad. No. No dog 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 treats can be mighty pricey. I thought about getting her some hooves. The dog the the cow hooves. Oh man, they just smell. Oof, they smell. That's oh, the only they're, reason they're I, disgusting. I, I, See, the ones we get up here don't have any really smell left to them at all. 
But no. they may have been bleached. Well, there's there they are they may have been they they're still hoof colored. They still look like a hoof. But I will have to look yeah. into that. Interesting. Hang, let yeah. me see if I can remember the name of the company. They're Buffalo Shoes from you know biting there from Colorado, and they're great. But I can't remember their name. Ah. Great Dog Bison Achilles Tendon Shoes. Wow, that's a lot of name. Great Dog Bison Achilles Tendon Shoes. Wow. That's the dog. And Great Dog Bison has lots of different kinds. Great. I'm going to look that up. Great Dog Bison. And why why does Great Dog Bison look like a good idea? What what are the things that you like about it? This isn't a paid review, by the way, but if anybody is from Dog Bison... Is, great dog is listening we would love you to help support the show but we're not getting any dollars from you yet just saying that okay right um i i all my dogs have loved these tendon shoes and i like you know bison they don't get vaccinated they you know they they basically right. live and pretty wild mm-hmm. even even domesticatedly. I mean, you can't go out and sort of pet a bison. Not really, no. <laughs> no, no. So they basically just live on grass. Yeah. So it's a pretty clean chew. Okay. So they have all kinds of, oh, hooked on tails. What's a hooked on tails? Oh, that's just little decorative stuff. Now, have either of you ever used the antlers? They're pro- popular in a lot of fronts nowadays. I Yes, I did want My to. dogs I, won't eat them. Yeah, my dogs went through them really quickly, which was interesting. Um, but yes, I did. I did have those, and I they they did like them. I also think I remember them sort of smelling. See, we our last greyhound, Glory, loved her antler, and she was another aggressive chewer. Um, we a lot of things that were made for hard chewers, she would shatter. So we had to really search around to try to find something for her, wow. and she really did well with the antler. Um, she wasn't able to shatter it, and it really kept her busy for a long time. So I didn't know if you guys had any experience with those. Yeah, mine wouldn't had that eat them. happen. That's so interesting. I haven't had them in the in a while, but when I did have them, they loved them. Oh, interesting. So, but again, uh, I was a little. They were so pointy. They're po- yeah, they're pointy. <laughs> and nowadays, everybody's yeah. kind of jumped on the antler bandwagon. When we first started getting antlers a long time ago, there were very, very few companies. Um, providing them to the marketplace. So there were only a couple there and it was literally an antler that got chopped off the rest of the antler rack. And that's what you got. But now you can buy them that are split and they do all kinds of stuff to them, et cetera, et cetera. So the, the marketplace may have changed a little bit since then. And again, this is the beef tendon. So it's made of tendon tissue, not bone. So that's a good thing because then when they heart crunch down hard on them, because with, at least it's been my experience. Only two greyhounds I've had experience with, but this is the way they are. When they chew on things, their goal is to consume it. They're not, they're chewing it and they're right. chewing it aggressively. But you know how some dogs just seem to chew on it like chewing gum? They're just gnawing away. Nah, 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 nah. They're just having a great time. But it's been my experience with these two hounds so far that when they do decide something is worth chewing on, the goal is to get it down their throat. So they try to bite off chunks of oh, it. Oh, so wow. That's why you yeah. have to be really careful about what you're feeding them. And unlike a bone, they're not going to be able to shatter a tendon. Now, the diff- no. di- disadvantage to the tendon is, is, is 
straight shaped. It's a long, skinny piece. So once yeah. she gets it down to about right. two inches, I'm going to have to take it away from her because that's when she starts yep. to go, I'm just stuffing yeah. it all in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is hard to do with the bone. Yeah, you want to, I, something that's that but round, what I curvy shape. With, when, when, that, when it has the marrow in it, they're really, they're chewing, but they're licking and sucking at that marrow. Yeah. And they work it and 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 work it. And, and it, they don't gnaw as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because their teeth is inv- are involved, but they're really working to get, and the marrow is so good for them. Yeah. 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 Well, I thought about maybe getting her one of the raw bones to have out in the backyard. Because she does like to go out and sit in the backyard and sun herself for half an yes. hour or so at a time. And that would be a good oh. toy to have out there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, That's she, so- she's discovered the joys of the backyard. She likes that now. Well, that's pretty awesome. Aww. Yeah, and if she, if she doesn't if she doesn't want to come back in yet, when it's time to come back in the house, she just stands at the bottom of the steps and goes, "Gosh, I don't think I remember how to go up the steps." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, that's so funny. Show me. Don't work. Carry yeah, show me. me exactly. <laughs> if you if you put a cookie at the top of the steps, I'm sure I'll remember how to get up. <laughs> and that's her voice. She has a very soft voice. Yeah, that's pretty cute. That's pretty. Cute. Well, that's some. That is pretty cute. Some great chew, some chew, great long-lasting chewing devices. Now, have either of you ever used the? I'm going to use a name brand here because it's the one I'm familiar with. The Nylabone style ones, where it's a it's a hard chew that's supposed to last a long time, but it's not designed to be consumed. I've never used them. Uh, yeah, because I, I I was yeah, always yeah. afraid that mine would consume the yeah, plastic. Yeah. Yeah, I I've used them in the past and they have lasted and been good, but they it, it is amazing the amount of stuff they pick up. Oh um, yeah, everything sticks like, to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a little irritating. Um, and they and again you've got to watch them because when they get down, you don't you've got to be real careful about you know them getting too you know sharp and stuff. But um, but I've used those. I mean, I, I have to tell you, the, the bones that we talked about in the beginning have always been my favorite for all of my... It's funny because I just, I just had gotten uh, new ones for my dogs, and so they were just all eating those earlier. They just they laugh. See, mine will keep just picking them up and chewing them, tigger, like when the marrow is gone. Yeah, mine um, will too, so but, pretty- but I, what I have found, because with eight dogs, that means eight bones around the house. Oh, that's a lot of bones around the house. Yeah. And, and when, when you're walking around without the lights aren't on. Oh, and yeah. Hit a bo- yeah. So they get picked up after the marrow's gone. <laughs> There's and- a dog owner's Lego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't good. need to, like, yeah. uh, break my ankle on a, a chew bone. Yeah. Oh, gosh, oh, great fun. ideas, ladies. Thank you very much for the assistance, because when you get a new well, puppy in your life... It's a learning curve, and even when the puppy's it, 18 months old, it's still a new puppy in your life, and you kind of have to know what they need. So speaking yeah. of what, what animals need, um, we're going to talk about to blanket or not to blanket. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we just got yes. done with election drama. Do we need to go down this road? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, really, Tigger. Well, there's a very interesting study that just came out. Oh, tell me. Tell me. It was on. It was on the horse.com. It was in Europe, and they found that horses that are blanketed ate uh, anywhere from two to eight percent less hay. They maintained their weight, da da da, da um, than horses that weren't. 
And of course, the explanation being horses that aren't blanketed are going to eat more hay to stay warm. What what they didn't say in the in the study was were these horses that are blanketed clipped, you know, were they? So, I mean, there's some other factors that are, are, are unknown at this point. Right. Kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, because coincidentally, a, one of the holistic veterinarians, Dr. Joyce Harmon, um, had an article recently in her newsletter that horses really are happier in cooler weather. I mean, yeah. winter isn't nearly as difficult for them as summer. So I, I just thought, you know, personally, I, if you've got a horse that you're going to ride every day, you probably need to body clip and blanket. I mean, that's, that's kind of a given. But if you're not going to do more than some light riding in the winter, I'm all for letting them have their woolly coat. It, it does insulate them. And as the research pointed out, two to eight percent is a small amount of difference. I mean, it's it's not even a flake of hay a day. So yeah, and, and I've learned from from my retired horses, they grow big fuzzy coats, and they're happy as clams. And if you come towards them with a blanket, they look at you like you're about to torture them. So, <laughs> and and. You know, the thing about blankets with a horse that has a full winter coat is it depresses. When you put the blanket on, it kind of depresses the air pockets. You know, horses will fluff themselves up in the cold. When you put a blanket on, it depresses that action, which is how they stay warm. And this is supposed yeah. to be a table, so <laughs> jump in anytime. <laughs> Sorry, I was I had myself yeah, on yeah. mute. I was talking to myself all that while. Um I used to try to explain it to people when they would buy a sheet for their horse that was not blanketed. It's like, I appreciate that you want to keep them warm and dry because if it's raining hard, they could get cold, right? But we've all done this. You go outside, the weather is not really cold, not really hot. It's kind of in between. You have a t-shirt on, you throw on a raincoat and you're fine. But then when it's the deluge starts and the rain hits that raincoat against your skin, it's Uh cold. Yeah. So that that rain hitting the sheet is not helping them stay warm. It's helping them stay dry. So as long as the weather is warm enough that the extra insulation isn't required, you're going to be okay. But be careful about putting a sheet on an unclipped horse thinking you're keeping them warm. Right. You might not be. You might right. well be keeping them dry. And if they just need protection from wind, let's say it's sunny out and 35 miles an hour winds and 17 degrees. Well, keeping the wind off of them is going to help. Yeah. But think carefully about that whole process because you're right. The fluffiness of their coat is what helps to keep Is their insulator. Yeah. 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 And that's why you yeah. put that's why you put the yeah. fiber fill in a blanket because that replaces their coat fluff. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And feed plenty of hay. I mean, you know, yeah, that, that really is is the key. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. I, I love that because I am the absolute hay Nazi. I feed way more hay than any other human on earth except maybe a cattle farmer. Um, <laughs> when I when I first um, started working, I used to work at the Myopia Hunt Club. I ran the barn up there for a number of years. And when I first started working up there and took the place over. It had, it's been around for a bazillion years. I was just another in a long line of managers. And 
all the horses ate their hay out of hay nets. We're paying top dollar for hay up there. We want to keep it off the floor so they have the opportunity to eat all of it, right? Because, of course, you know, when horses put their hay on the floor and step on it, oh, gosh, you can't eat it. And each of these hunt horses was allocated 40 pounds of hay a day. Whoa. And they're big hunt horses. Most of these horses were 17 hands and a little bit. They worked very hard. They were clipped. It was very freaking cold in Hamilton, Massachusetts. Yeah. Up there. Oh, yeah. Um, So they needed those calories. And the horses did fabulously. It was interesting because everybody's going, you feed them that much hay? And it's like, yeah, but look how little grain they're getting. They're getting a third less grain than they got the year before. And they look way better. And knock on wood, we haven't had a colic yet. Hello. Mm. We're doing something right here. So it's it's nice if you have that opportunity to try and give more forage and maybe blanket if possible. Yeah, especially if they're not going to be worked hard. I mean, if they're going to be worked hard, then... That's a different story, a trace or a full clip, mm-hmm. because trying to cool a horse out with a long winter coat is, that's ours, that's, oh, unless you have a solarium or something. Now, yeah. Patty, with your horses, I know you still, you, even though you have fancy show horses, your, your show horses still get turnout time. Do you Absolutely. have separate I'm blankets very- that you use? to turn them out Absolutely. and to wear in the stable or are the waterproof blankets used indoors and out? Well, okay. So yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, well, no, I mean, what, what we, we, I have three different types for each horse. We have a light waterproof rain sheet that um, can go on if it's, you know, if it's, Generally, I mean, if the horses where I am right now, if it's raining, they don't go out because it's gumbo and it's, yeah, it's immediately, it's yeah. worse than rain. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's just slick and it's too dangerous. So the, um, but in the past, what I've done is if, if there were going to be out and if I had like a medium sheet or medium blanket, um, generally I like to have them all be breathable and also waterproof, but I've often put the sheet on top of like a medium blanket to help make it more waterproof or whatever, or so that I can peel that one off when they come in. But for the most part, um, I tend to have four blankets for each horse and, uh, the most universal one is the sheet because that can go on top of something else if they've been out. So if it gets muddy, then the sheets easier to kind of wash, if that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense. But, you know, I tend to have my young, um, like my younger horses, you know, even though it gets cold here at night, my four-year-old, I still like him to go out all night long because I want him to have as much time out as possible. But I, and I haven't clipped him. Once he turns five next year, he'll still, he'll still go out all day long and then I'll clip them. But I don't like to clip them or do anything until, you know, they're, you know, really, really working. And at four, almost five, he really only works four days a week. And one day we just trail ride. Um, so he doesn't need to be clipped, but the, the older ones all get clipped, but they don't go out at night because it obviously gets, it, it can get too cold. So, but I like to have, like, I have all the blankets. Um, I have them marked for how many degrees, so, you know, like so when 55. Horses that need blankets because of the air temperatures that are staying in the barn get those blankets on do you use uh-huh. a stable blanket or do you do you just use one of the turnout blankets i just i well both i mean it it depends on which horse it is because um we have an older horse that's 20 
that um, has cushions and he tends to run a little hot. So I always go with a lighter stable blanket that doesn't tend, you know, for him because he'll sweat. Yeah. Um, and I like it to be breathable, but the other ones I generally use their turnout blankets. There we go. Cause that's so many blankets. I mean, that is so many blankets because each horse has three blankets. You know, if you're clipping so them, I they kind of need that many. Well, yeah. And I mean, and if they get dirty, then what do you do if you don't have an, I always have an extra though. I always have an extra, you know, that will fit. Cause I mean, most of them, um, I mean, the largest one we have in the barn is my baby who's 17 one. So he has to have obviously his own size blankets, but the other ones are all kind of around the same size. So I always just like to have one extra one in case, in case it does rain and we couldn't catch them and, you know, get out and, you know, in time or, you know, whatever, or it gets muddy or whatever, mm-hmm. just have that one extra one floating around. So they, you know, then another horse can use it if something happens to their other blankets. It's good to have a spare. It really is. Because there's, you know, it's it really, it really sucks when you have to take the bedspread off your bed and put it on your horse because you didn't have anything to wear. It just yeah. sucks. Yeah. Or you have to stand there with a blow, a blow dryer to make sure they stay warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> using, all, using all of your guest bath towels to dry them off. Yeah. We've all done yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you know, luckily our breed of the show doesn't need a blanket. <laughs> I know. Look at you with your segues. What is the breed of show, Patty? I know. Well, it's it's time. It's time, girls, to talk about parakeets. And now it's time for the breed of the show. So, parakeet is our breed of the show. Um, and I'm kind of excited because I had a parakeet years and years and years ago, but I always like learning about new critters. And, um, so there's, there's so much to these, these little birds. So a parakeet, there's tons of different types. And I'm specifically going to talk about the budgie or the, I can't even say right, the budger breer, (laughs) but it's most commonly referred to, um, is a parakeet. The it, fun little fact, its Latin name roughly means songbird with wavy lines. But if you look at one and you see their lines on them, they really do look like little wavy lines. And they, oh my gosh, they come in so many beautiful colors, which I'm sure, you know, you guys have all seen. So they are one of the most popular pet birds in the world, um, mainly because everybody thinks about them as sort of a beginner bird Mm -hmm. and thinking that they don't require as much as actually other parrots. And in fact, they do not that they're time consuming, but you know, a bird is a bird is a bird just because they're small and cute doesn't mean they don't require, you know, as much time and socialization and, you know, cleaning their cage and stuff like that. Um, So the cool thing about them is they're actually, they're very small in size, but they're very, they're very playful. They can actually, did not know this, can rival the the vocabulary of actually any other parrot with their talking ability, which I did not know. The the thing that's really interesting is because their voice sounds like a sped up recorder, (laughs) often the owners don't recognize that they're saying a word. They think they're just chattering. Uh, so they're actually saying, I guess, you know, I guess you really, really have to kind of listen to, to what they're saying. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but there's over 70, 70 different types of, uh, of these little boogers. Um, they are anywhere from like eight and a half to nine and a half inches. Um, so they're not real tall. 
are real big. They can live up 10 to 15 years. They're extremely, extremely social. Um, they're, 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 they, so the, the the thing is, do you, like when you get one, do you get one bird or do you get two birds? And the the question really, or the answer to that is honestly, is how much time you have to spend with them because they are very social. If you feel like every single day you're going to be able to get your parakeet out of the cage and play with it um, and whatever, you're probably going to be fine with just one. If you think that you're only going to be able to do it a couple times a week. They, you know, my reading suggested that you get two so they can be with, you know, another bird and hang out and um, have bird friends. And apparently it also can help them really talk a lot, a lot more. Again, you know, obviously trying to figure out what they're saying will be a big thing. So as far as care, they're relatively easy to care for in the sense that they're mainly a seed diet. There's different types of seeds and wafer stuff that you can get for them. There's things that you want to make sure when you get one that you have in their, um, in their cage that they have perches and little things that they sleep in. But the big, the big thing is, is that I found this fascinating. They're prone to obesity. (laughs) So you really Yes. Can you believe that? And so you really have to be very careful on making sure that you get the right type of, you know, parakeet feed. And there's different companies out there like Avi Cakes and Popcorn Nutriberries and all this stuff that seems to be like really good suggestions. And again, you would want to talk to your vet or wherever you end up getting the, getting them from. So that's really quite a big deal. And they're, they're, I guess they're, it, they're, it's common for them to get fatty tumors. So these are things that can actually, you know, happen if you overfeed your little parakeet. Mm. Their cage cleaning, you know, is something you want to do um, daily as far as like changing their water and obviously giving them food. But a full cage cleaning would be, you know, uh, just once a week where you do the bottom of the cage. It's sort of like, and again, you would have to ask, you know how to do it and what type of stuff to put on the bottom. I, I used to always just put newspaper on the bottom. Do they still make those when, newspapers? Newspapers for us. I was just going to say. When, if you can right? find a newspaper. Yeah, if you can find a newspaper. So as far as handling, like I said, they're very social. With supervision, um, they can really be taught a ton of things and can be fantastic with kids. Again, when handling them, you want to make sure you do it, you know, daily and read up on how to handle them and treat the parakeet. How you treat the parakeet is key to, you know, a, a successful bird. And that's with obviously any animal, but, you know, just being patient and taking your time and stuff like that. So, um, but getting into the fun stuff of like trying to teach them to, to speak, apparently males tend to be better talkers than the females, but both love to whistle. And and again, if you have two of them, they tend to do a lot more talking to each other, which is, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have ever had one, but they, I just think they're, um, I, I, love just think them. They're, I think they're, I, I love them. I'm surprised I don't have one. Um, Me too. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I had one. Yesterday. I'm starting to look so, around I mean, my they, room going, where could I put a birdcage? Where could I, I do this? But, you know, it sounds like, you know, I haven't had one in years and years and years, but they really, they're a great pet. They're probably a good apartment pet. You know, just do a little bit of research and finding out, but they don't require that much maintenance as far as like having to clean the cage that much. I don't think they smell that much um, as long as you keep them clean. And, you know, whether you are the socialization factor or another bird, um, I don't know. I think a parakeet is something to consider and they come in beautiful colors. Yeah, the colors are awesome. 
Yeah. Interesting. I, didn't I think know there's like over things. 70 different. Yeah. So there you go. Hello? Hetty! Technology is failing us left and right. Left and right, people. Left and right, top and bottom, in and out. We hate technology. We do. Yeah, I know you do. I want to know what you have planned for how you're going to connive your servant to give you Thanksgiving goodies. What, What are you planning on? Well, things are going poorly on that front, if I may say. Because oh dear, we thought that our grandmother person was going to come. And the grandmother person is excellent at getting us snacks with turkey in because she eats turkey. Yay! But, unfortunately, the stupid <sighs> servant has started coughing. And she feels like her lungs are being squeezed together by the Incredible Hulk. And she's all wheezy and pathetic. Uh-oh. So now the grandmother doesn't want to come because she's gross. So I don't know so that, what will happen now. So no, no turkey for uh, <laughs> no turkey for for little dogs. Well, I can that, only hope that, that the human will die, and then the grandmother will come get us and give us turkey. <laughs> Just any random grandmother from anywhere. There you go. No, no, the grandmother person, the one that sadly produced the stupid human i mean she's nice so i don't know what went wrong would you accept would you accept um turkey from other grandmother persons that are not your own totally there we go i'm a dog so all we have to do is help critters affection we just to send over a grandmother person on thanksgiving day to hetty mm-hmm. and, and then she'll be yeah. good or just turkey <laughs> or just yeah. you don't care who delivers it as long as it's turkey and it's for you correct i'm not fussy at all i think that's a very healthy outlook I i'm extremely too. flexible yeah it's, you're kind of like that raccoons i sent you the video of let's not be rude tigger <laughs> have you guys seen the raccoon whisperer in canada oh my gosh those <laughs> raccoons literally saw that they were the fattest raccoons i've ever seen is it the one with all of them yes the fattest raccoons i've ever seen we're not he's fat like feeding eight, eight pounds of hot dogs a night to these raccoons. how much does oh your God. australian shepherd weigh tigger well i it wasn't i it, it was not about the the weight but it was about the way <laughs> the the the, the Pomeranians use their paws very similar to raccoons, very cleverly. That is true. Yes. So that's Little what made, hands. made me think of a herd of raccoons. It's not so different from a herd of, of Pomeranians. So just this morning, my new sister, Peace Blossom, whacked the servant six to seven times across the face. Oh, oh. No wonder she's coughing and wheezing. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Here we go. Get your get your servant to bed. Oh, trust me. Yeah, and, and we'll try to send you a grandmother with turkey. Some or just, just anyone. 
Anyway, any delivery turkey. person. Any delivery gotcha. person exactly. with turkey, specifically for the Pomeranian. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. UPS, yes. FedEx, whatever. No problem. We'll right. get on it. Okay. Thanks, Hedwig. Super. Okay. Thanks, guys. Take care, Happy Hedy. Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Now we're at Critter Nutrition, and I'm going to answer a customer's question about grumpy mares. Dear Tigger, lately my horse fits the grumpy mare stereotype more often than not, but she used to be much happier. We've had a saddle fitter out, tried different bits, increased her turnout, but nothing seems to help much. Is there anything I can do to support her nutritionally? Signed, Megan D. Great question, Megan. The first thing to realize is that this is not a one-size-fits-all situation. There are many factors that come into play when you have a grumpy mare. Just because a friend also has a horse that is cranky does not mean that both horses are suffering from the same problem. The things that need to be discussed at the beginning of the investigation are the mare's lifestyle, the level of work she's in and what kind of work she does, how old she is, any hormonal issues, potential pain issues, the last time she had a healthy horse check and had her CBC pulled, then consider her diet, what kind of hay does she get, what does her turnout look like. As with any issue, it's a lot more in-depth than just saying, hey, I've got a grumpy mare, what supplement can you give me? That being said, I'll outline some of the common problems mares face, hormones and how you can balance them. There is always a hormonal component with a mare. You can never underestimate a grumpy mare who feels like humans do when we have PMS. If the hormonal issues aren't so bad that you need something like Regimate, one of the things I found really helpful is hemp seed oil. Hemp seed oil contains gamma-linoleic acid, which the body uses to convert to prostaglandin E1. As that assists in healthy in, in in a healthy inflammatory response. Misoprostol, which is a drug commonly used for glandular ulcers and hindgut ulcers, is a synthetic prostaglandin. The advantage of using prostaglandin therapy with a hormonal imbalance is that you actually end up lowering prostaglandin 2, which is the pro-inflammatory prostaglandin, and elevating prostaglandin E1, which is the anti-inflammatory prostaglandin. When a mare starts feeling uncomfortable during her cycle, it's probably an elevation of the pro-inflammatory prostaglandins. Getting gut health on track. Some, sometimes horses are grumpy because of stomach discomfort or their gut in general. The first step in this scenario would be to discuss the issues with your veterinarian and consider gastric support. Have the horse scoped and see whether ulcers are prevalent. If so, are they squamous or glandular? Is the horse ulcer sensitive and in need of some more aggressive support? You can also call upon trained body workers, chiropractors, massage therapists, or physiotherapists who can palpate some of the acupuncture points, which may light up in the stomach meridian. Further considerations, you, you can increase the mare's access to alfalfa, which could in turn buffer the acid in the stomach and make the horse more comfortable. You might need a little a more gastric-specific support and go with something like Biostar's Optimum GI, uh, or Biostar's TriGuard, or Biostar's Theragard. The stress factor. 
The other component of a grumpy mare could be stress, which could also be at the root of ulcer sensitivity. I cannot emphasize enough the importance of addressing stress in performance horses. We cannot judge a horse's stress on a human's perception of stress. We are not horses. Horses are herd animals. They like to be with their own kind. Maybe the mare has made an attachment to another horse and she's moved to a new barn and does not have that friend. Or there could be a human in the barn that's really stressed out. Horses pick up on that easily. Addressing stress begins with cortisol. So you would want to address the cortisol with possibly two Biostar products, one Equilibrium and the other one Theracom. When people look for supplements, they're often looking for an instant fix. However, it's so important to look down every avenue when trying to address any issues your horse might have. This is kind of what sets Biostar apart. We want to talk to you about your horse, ask those important questions, make suggestions to discuss with your wellness team, and help you invest in the right supplements for your horse's needs. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real food ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. So here we are at Coffee Clatch, and our question is... If you were going to add another pet to your family, what would it be? So what would it be, Patty P? Don't well, say parakeet. That's I'm cheating. Say, I'm gonna, <laughs> yes, I'm going to say parakeet. And is a donkey a pet? I mean, it is. Yes, it can be. Absolutely. I, yeah, I really would love to get a donkey. If I were, if I didn't travel so much, I would love to go get a, like, rescue donkey. I'd love that. But apparently they need to have a so I'd have to get two. So I'd get two. (laughs) Well, you said earlier that you tend to get more than one of things. So there you go. I think I proved that over and over and over again. Yes. Yes. Mm. I think it's my thing. So yes. Mm. How about how about you, Jen? What would you what would you do? Um, you know what? I need to get some more. I need to get some snails for my aquarium. I love snails. Snails. Okay. You know, if I was going to oh, pick wait. the top one hundred things that I expected you that to pick, that would not have <laughs> been in the top one hundred. <laughs> not even. But in the now top I want an aquarium. <laughs> but now I want an aquarium. See. <laughs> See. Yeah. I, yeah the, good it, job. The, the the I forget what they're called, but it's the great big ones that you get at the at the pet mart. You know. Um, and they come in orange and gray, and I think there's maybe psychedelic ones too. 
Um, but I love to watch them. They're they're very zen. They get on the sides of the aquarium they and they just munch their zen. way along very slowly. It's a very zen thing to watch a snail. Okay, now I want a, now I want a snail. There you go. I want two snails because I like two. I like to get things in twos. Okay. There you go. I'm parakeet. I'm getting two parakeets, apparently two donkeys, and now two snails. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Tigger? I I want some chin, chinchillas. Oh, you do. Oh, please get chinchillas so, I can, so that you can post pictures of them on Instagram and I can look. They are the I so cute. Yeah, they are pretty I, cute. I, I'm, I'm really, I, I love little chinchillas and I wouldn't mind having a big red Amazon parrot. Oh, oh yeah. And how does your life partner feel yeah, about the idea of a claw. big parrot? <laughs> I, I, might, I might have better luck with two parakeets, you know, than a big yeah. red Amazon parrot because they require Probably. a lot of time. Well, they do. Or, or a cockatoo. But the big thing is any, like any of those birds, they last for so long. You have to make sure there's a place, you know, like if they're here for 40 years, like you, like, yes, they you, put them um, in your will. Yeah. In your will. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. But the chinchillas, you know, it, they could live in just a nice, um, cage and I could let them loose and yep. watch the entertainment with the Aussies. I was going to say, how would your Aussies <laughs> feel about that? <laughs> I think they'd be very curious. I would have to tell them I, I could not use the squirrel word. Mm. It would be the leave it word. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing that I would really, I've wanted to get for a long, long time is some pygmy goats. Oh, I love those. Again, I would love you to get them so that I can see the pictures. I love goats when they belong to somebody else. Oh, the little ones, the little dwarf, little tiny things that skitter around and leap in the air. And yeah. Oh, well, they're, you know, my version of a, of a donkey, you know, of, of, but yeah, those, those would be, those would be my top picks and snail, um, but however, an aquarium that was salt water, I think, would be very interesting. Yeah. So I would love to have those really beautiful fish that are around coral. You know, they're beautiful colors. Nemo and- fish. Yes, Nemo fish. Yeah, Nemo fish, because I have no idea Nemo what they're really fish. called. Yeah. Me neither. But I, I love colors. Well, he Nemo was a clownfish, but the friend was a something else and then I like the yellow and black stripey ones. Sure. So that I think that would be cool. But aquariums, you know, you have to be very mindful with them too. So then you need your snails. <laughs> then you need snails. And I, I suppose yeah. there are some kind of snails that you can get for your saltwater aquarium too. I, w- I would think so. Yeah. And I was I would suggest They're this. Called if, salt if you're not sure you want to have an aquarium, you need to get a Roku for your T V set. And when you turn on your Roku and hit the home button, when it first turns on, the screensaver is a beautiful saltwater aquarium scene. And it's much lower maintenance. What is That's a Roku? So I have that. Roku? Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Roku? Yeah. It's, it's, inter- it's internet TV. It's, um, it's, I've had Roku, oh my gosh, since I was at Farfield. That's all I actually ever watch. I don't even know I what it is. Any- 
Well, you're going to have to Google it. It's pretty cool. You need, you need to Google now. Roku. There you go. It's, okay. it's, it's a way to stream TV onto your TV instead of having cable. And you don't, and some of them it's you have like the fire stick from Amazon. Same idea. Yes. Roku takes all these different streaming services and puts them into one place so that when we turn it on, we can choose Disney plus or YouTube or Netflix or about 40 bazillion other ones. Wow. So you don't, do you plug it into your TV? Yes. It's just a little itty bitty box about the size of a pack of cigarettes that plugs into your TV. Yep. Or you can actually get TVs have it. Yeah. Oh, you get, yeah, exactly. You can get a TV that's got it already built in. Yeah. 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 Wow. You learn something. Well, if we're, yeah. we're just learning. We're just learning. You know, Roku would be a really cool name for an animal. You're right. I'd be a good name for a dog. Okay. Now I want a, now I want a dog. Now you want a dog named Roku. <laughs> yeah. I'd be a good horse name. Or snail. It'd be a great snail name or a parakeet name. Snail name. Oh. Yeah, there never, you go. I've never named so my many snails. <gasps> you haven't? I need to look into that. Yes, you do. You've never That's no. funny. The snails have always been anonymous. <laughs> I need well, to I think that. you need to name them. Yeah. Well, if there's a, a pet you want to add to your family, let us know. Drop us a postcard at Biostar US, 1 Cleveland Street, Gordonsville, Virginia, 22942. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 